What's up, everybody? This is Eve with the Healthy Charleston Podcast. For those of you who don't know, I'm a physical therapist, and this podcast is dedicated to giving you the right health and fitness information that is both practical, actionable, and evidence-based. This is season two of the podcast, and we are so excited. We're going to have a little less interviewing. We're going to do some more topic-based discussions with myself and some of the Made to Move physical therapy and performance team. Maybe have some guest hosts out there. We are so excited for season two. Thank you so much for joining us and supporting us. If you have any questions for me or the crew, just search Healthy Charleston on Instagram or you can reach out to us directly at made to move pt.com that is the number two thanks so much see you soon what's up everybody this is eve with the healthy charleston podcast today we have sarah she is a personal trainer here in charleston south carolina and really Uh, specializes or really honestly just is super passionate about working with the kind of aging athlete uh, or the super senior, um, whatever you want to call it. It's so cool to see her passion really comes across in the podcast. We go through some very, very important topics as far as what kind of training that you need to do to really be healthy and mobile and independent for the rest of your life. So you also talk about the global pandemic that is going on right now. We did a call via Zoom, so we have a little tangents about that. So hope you guys enjoy. Thanks so much. All right, Sarah, what's up? Welcome to the Healthy Charleston Podcast. We're ready to get this thing fired up in the middle of a global pandemic, which I think is just somewhat it's just interesting that we're in the middle of a pandemic. But welcome. We're doing this via Thank Zoom in you. case anybody wants to judge us. This is on a Zoom. <laughs> hey, okay. you got to do what you got to do. Keeping yeah. that social distancing, right? <laughs> right. Oh, it's crazy. I feel like we'll come back and we'll look at this moment in our lives and just be like, you know, I was a part of this thing, right? Like at one point I was like, oh, it's a blowover. It'll be back to normal. But I feel like at this point there's going to be some sort of lasting, resounding effect. And it'll be like a big deal in our history. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. I completely agree. I don't think like, I mean, I'm only 24. I've never obviously experienced anything like this before. And I think a lot of folks older than me are like, oh, like the Great Depression and like all sorts of big monumental events. And now we're like in this new weird, you know, like you're saying a global pandemic, but I feel like it's so different because no one knows what to do. Everybody is like, kind of like, ah, do we go outside? Can I see my friends? Do I go to work? Do I stay home? And I just think in a, you know, another, say another 20 years from now, we're going to look back on that and be like, holy crap, what a wild time. Yeah. You know, yeah. so. I wonder if we'll look back and be like, we overreacted or we underreacted or. Exactly. Maybe we did it just right. So. Um, it's such uncharted territory. I feel like we've still had some moments like that. So people can look back. You may have been too young for this, but like when Princess Di uh, passed away, Princess Diana, or like 9-11, that's another moment where you can realize, you know, that you've experienced, right? And so this will be another moment, uh, different, obviously, but another moment that'd be like, oh man, I remember when I first, you know, heard about all the things going on in China and, and then it to just yeah and then you never think that it's going to happen to you and then you're like living it and you're like kind of stuck um and just to go back with like the under reacting or overreacting it's like i want to look back and be like i'm happy we overreacted Mm -hmm. so then like just thinking about you know the potential like it could have been so much worse and i mean granted it's already worse than it should be because people are getting so sick and dying, which is like, that's obviously never a scenario that we want, but it's like, you don't want to look back and be like, well, we should have done a lot more, but here we are and X, Y, and Z have happened and it could have been prevented. So. Yeah. It's interesting. We'll see, right? Like at some point the data will come out at some point we'll know, you know, the truth. We don't really know a lot of it now. So um, no, we sure don't. <laughs> just doing the best we, we can. Yeah. Decisions, you know, because that, that's probably the hardest thing 
you know, going on a tangent, is like there's so many decisions to be made and they feel like really, really important decisions. Like you said, should I go to work? Shouldn't I? Right. Should I see my parents? Should I not see my parents? Like, you know, and it's just like they feel like these life and death and in a way they are decisions yeah. made on a regular basis where we're used to just kind of like, I get up, I have coffee, I go to the gym, I go to work. Exactly. <laughs> I watch Netflix, I go to bed. Like there's not really right, any and that's routine. Right. right. You're just kind of your day to day. But now it's like, um, do I order my groceries online? Do I take the risk and go to the store? What if someone reads on me, <laughs> you know? Right. And it's things that you, you become very hyper aware of like, you know, how many places you go, how many people you're interacting with, all of the like little things. Like, for example, I'm like, oh, it's Mother's Day. Like on Sunday, I want to send my mom some flowers. But I'm like, well, now I can't because what if someone like coughed on the flowers or like she's getting them into her house? Why do I want to potentially put her at risk, which kind of seems very irrational. But at the same time, I'm like, well, what if, <laughs> you know, it's, just, it, it's kind of wild to think about. And my mom, she's up in Massachusetts and they're in a very more uh, strict kind of situation right now like they can't go outside without wearing a mask <laughs> they have to wear a mask going on like runs or to exercise if you're in a public space mm -hmm. which is fair like that's I think better safe than sorry and protect others by kind of masking up and doing all of that but it's just wild to think about all of the little decisions that you second guess that you never would and it's it's really mind blowing. Yeah. I've, I've thought about this some too. And like, this is like a world kind of view. I, it makes me appreciate probably the world that we live in, like, you know, being in America, being like in a place where, you know, it gives me a newfound respect for people, maybe other cultures or maybe even other demographics within yeah. society who probably need to be that word hyper aware kind of really rings true. Like we're never really fearing for our safety. We're never really fearing that things yeah. bad are going to happen. Like, of course things can, but imagine if this is like how you grew up on, uh, you know, every single day where you had to be hyper vigilant, hyper aware yeah. because there's danger at every corner. And it just, you know, uh, it makes me kind of have newfound respect and like give me hopefully some perspective because I'm trying to learn as much as I can from this unfortunate situation. And, you know, hopefully we can all be better people for it in the end. Oh, I, I totally agree. And I was just asking one of my friends the other day, she's also a colleague, but I'm like, what are you going to do different after all this is over? I was like, and she's like me. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Like, and she's someone, she's like training all her clients virtually hasn't left her house except to do the grocery store. And it, it's like an interesting question to think about. And I've thought about it for myself and I'm like, I've appreciated like just being able to like go outside and like go for walks and just like realizing how much you don't need because we can't just go like, you know, I mean, I suppose you could just go to a coffee shop, grab a coffee or like go do this or like go and meet your friend on a whim. It's like you have to be very intentional with um, like what you're spending. Um, a lot of people are unfortunately facing really bad like financial hardships and just all of those smaller things I think we take for granted just you know I guess for me like just moving like whether it's like a crazy exercise or a crazy workout but just like how much better I feel when I just do some type of movement regardless of what it is and then realizing last night I spend way too much money on going to get coffee um, <laughs> before all of this and how easy it is to brew a pot of coffee at home. And you've saved yourself probably at least like 30 to $50 and maybe a week, depending on how, how much your coffee fix costs. Right. That adds uh, up. Can you imagine? Yeah. Oh yeah. It adds up. And then I think the last thing is just like being intentional with like talking to friends, colleagues, clients, patients in your case, um, and just like family members too. You, you can't just go like up in and say hello. You're like, all right, well, let's plan a FaceTime call or like a phone call or something like that. You have to, you know, like be very intentional with that. And you realize who you need in like your main circle. And 
it's it's just very it's very fascinating with all the little the little changes that are happening i think to all of us yeah that's a cool way to look at it kind of saying like hey like being really uh protective or like you said kind of intentional with these people who yeah care about and like really kind of treasure that time because exactly you've seen something similar so we do a lot of like workshops like you know so you you've t attended one of them and, yeah you know we we obviously see patients on a regular basis kind of in person and what i've noticed is if i do things kind of via zoom or via video call you kind of have this captive audience right there's like there's a different kind of social rule and i feel like you know we're, we're much more engaged with the person on the other side when we're doing things through a video or something totally different we're not as distracted mm -hmm. as much you know and so it's just cool to kind of see um you know some of that you said intention around that which i think yeah is really cool. and then for me you say you're kind of going outside going on walks more for me i've kind of noticed like slowing down a little bit because i'm like a go 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 kind of you yeah know, doing a podcast running a physical therapy client doing exactly. a lot exactly <laughs> now i'm going to take a step back a little bit and just trying to say hey man i can enjoy some of the time with my kids or with my wife right with my friends and just like, I don't need to go a thousand miles per hour, 24 seven, um, you know, have some balance there. Exactly. No, I think we're all kind of noticing just, you know, I think, I think there's something to be said just with the go, go, go like mentality. I think that everybody just gets so used to their like fast paced daily routine, like go get it, go get it now. And like, we forget to just like slow down. <laughs> and I think this has forced so many people who, you know, including myself live their life like that. And you forget like, wait, like I can breathe. I can sleep a little bit more. I can you know, enjoy the little things that you may have just like rushed through um, before all of this. And yeah. I think it's, you, you've got to learn how to do that or you're going to be like, whoa, where did the last like five years go? <laughs> right, right. It's just a disrupt in the normal kind of routine of things, right? Because there's mm -hmm. definitely people out there, their kids are home now, they still got to do their job. So it's just like they can probably busier than ever, not necessarily even slow right. down. But at the same time, it's like you've got that time with your kids. You know, you need to find some sort of balance or a way to kind of you know, the word new normal, I, I, I have some trouble with that. Although I yeah. get the point of it. It's like, hey, this isn't going away. Like, you know, at a minimum, you're not going to, you're not, kids aren't going back to school. So you do have to have to adjust to this new version of life for now. So like, don't fight it. It's like, okay, how can I make exactly. the out of this kind of current situation? You can either decide to like fight against it and probably be super miserable. Mm -hmm. Or you can say, all right, like, this is my current reality. How do, exactly. I, how do I accept it and like find a way to make it work? Yeah, you've just got to embrace it and go forward. And, you know, that's all we can do. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, that's all. We got to be resilient. You know, that's a big one of our like kind of core values here at Made to Move is just like kind of resilience of the human body. And like now we're probably have to show our resilience like mentally and emotionally, you know, through all this. So, um, oh, absolutely. Be cool. All right. So we went on that tangent enough. So tell us a little <laughs> bit, you know, you're doing uh, a lot of cool stuff in the fitness world, you know, tell us a little bit how you, you know, you're doing some training now, really focusing on these super seniors, active older. Yes. I just would like to know like how you got interested in that. I mean, you're 24 years old. It's probably not everybody wakes up every day and be like, man, I really want to work with uh, you know, older adults and I want to train them. So exactly. Give me a little bit of your story of kind of how you, you ended up here. So let's see. So I think like the first experiences I've had with anyone older, not not in my training life, but um, when I was younger, my grandfather um, was a dentist and I would, oh, my mom worked in the practice with him. So I would go to work um, with my mom a lot. If there was like a snow day from school, um, I grew up in Connecticut, hence the snow. Right. Um, but I would like see a lot of their patients and uh, meet them and they all knew me. And I think I got very comfortable just talking and interacting with folks who were like above that like age 60 65 that was the the main demographic my grandfather saw um and that was like my first experience of being like wow like these like quote like older people are really cool <laughs> and they have a lot of like interesting information to share and i i got like very comfortable talking with them and i don't think that 
not that it's uncommon, but I think sometimes they can get overlooked because it's like you might not have a lot in common with them. They might be, you know, 30 to 40 years older than you, which is like, yeah, it can be a little intimidating. I, I can for sure see that. But um, then from there, when I moved down here in 2015, I had just uh, like, made the decision to transition to an exercise science degree at the College of Charleston and finished up there and started personal training. And just from the beginning, some of my favorite clients um, and some that I still have are like meet that super senior kind of population. And my very first client actually was this older woman and my boss at the time just kind of threw me in she's like here's your first client like go for it I was like yikes I have no idea what to do but this little old lady is so sweet and I just think me being with her and doing you know really basic simple things that were just going to help her get around more easily that those things would make all the difference for her and from there just transition from different gyms to now having my own business in um, like a, like exemplar fitness on James Island um, and just growing my business from there. I've noticed I've always gravitated toward having those older folks as my clients because I just truly enjoy working with them so much. And my favorite client, he's 86 years old and everybody who knows me knows that I've got this little old man and he is just everything and just noticing the small the small difference that working out with me twice a week makes in his daily life and just in terms of like him saying hey like I don't hurt when I wake up in the morning because of the exercises that we've done I think that is just all the motivation to like find all of these folks who may need that help and may not realize how much better that they will feel with just a little bit of movement nothing crazy like I'm all about keeping it simple but I think that I'm so gravitated toward that group of people because they one I feel like they appreciate it not just because like hey I look really good or like wow like look at my muscles but they're like I can move around and I can like still drive my car I can do I can make my own meals at home and that's just I love it I could go on for days yeah no that's (laughs) I truly love it yeah there's so many cool stuff that you kind of said there I mean what's what's awesome to see and and purely from like a business perspective it's you found something that you're passionate about and that you're good about and then you kind of like, it's not even you even specialized in this or like you went to specific, it's just like, hey, these are a group of people or a niche or however you want to say it that like, you know, mm-hmm. I really enjoy working with. And then that naturally, which is, I think, so cool to see naturally those people are gravitating towards you and then you just become successful in that thing. Like, you know, it's yeah. always really cool to see somebody align their passion with their business. And then like, it's funny how if you align those two things, like everything takes care of itself. The client's happy. And then you as a business owner or you as a trainer are happy as well. And it's just like, you know, it, it shows in your conversation, which is, which is, yeah, it just works. And it's, yeah, it's, it makes like the hour, however many sessions I've got in a day, like it's so fun. It flies by. Cause I'm like, it's like, I'm talking with a bunch of like my friends who happen to be, you know, six years older than me, <laughs> but that's the fun part. You learn so much. Right. It's not work anymore. Right. So yeah, exactly. It's never, it's never been work. Like, yeah, it's hard work, but it's not like, I look forward to like training these people day in and day out. Like it's so much fun. Yeah. What I love to hear you say, and it's something that we do a lot in our practice when we have patients here is they'll typically somebody will come in and they've got some sort of pain and and it's, you know, we do a lot of performance-based stuff. So like I need to run this race or I need to squat this amount of weight or I need to do this. And to shift that focus, you know, which is still important performance wise, but shift it to something where I'm just focusing on being healthy or just focusing on maintaining my independence. You know, it's something that mm-hmm. pretty much every patient who walks in here, I don't care what age you are, I'm going to talk about. I'd be like, hey, we're not only training to look good, feel good, you know, 
feel good, of course, but like we're training because we want to be really healthy. We don't want to be in a wheelchair when we're older. We don't want to be trapped in our own bodies. Like we want to, you know, feel good and we want to be able to move for the rest of our lives, right? Like I want to be hiking. I want to be, you know, uh, exploring even in my 80s and 90s. And to do that, you've got to kind oh, of yeah. really have the shift in mindset. And you're working with a population that has that shift, right? Like, you know, it's just going to typically happen with age. Most people are going to be like, they value that stuff way more. And I feel like it's, I won't say easier to motivate people like that, but like the why is different. And that really rings, seems like that just rings true to you. And it rings true to me too. Like, yeah. you know, the, the reason that they're training is this like deep, intrinsic, super important. There's nothing superficial about it. It's just like, Hey, I want to, you know, stay alive, <laughs> you know, and I want to stay mobile. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Yeah. I can do that. Like, you know, and it's, and it's usually right. more simple than people think. Oh yeah. Like my, um, that same 86 year old client, uh, he it was like maybe a few months ago, we were just in the gym, like for his normal session. And he just like looks at me and he's like, how old is too old to be doing this? And I was like, listen, like there's really no age limit or cap, whatever. Um, I was like, you need to keep doing this because you need to be able to, no, you know, drive your car. He's a very social person. Like, that's why I'm like, you need to be able to, you know, drive to all these social functions you go to. And like, what if you weren't able, what if you got your license taken away because you were deemed like unfit to operate a car, you know, which is totally, it's a real thing. And I'm like, what if you couldn't go to the bathroom on your own? I'm like, how embarrassing would that be? Like, how would that feel to you? Because that's a huge piece of your independence. Or what if you just couldn't get out of bed on your own? Um, like what, what type of life would that be? You would just be, you'd be so bored with this guy. He's got such a huge personality. He loves going into the gym. It's more of like a social atmosphere for him mm -hmm. along with the exercise, obviously. But like we could literally sit in the front of the gym and talk for an hour and he would leave probably walking and standing straighter up than he came in because it's just the that like like you said before that like deep down like intrinsic motivation of like this is my why and just for him like in particular it's just being able to move <laughs> and just staying independent and he then he looked at me after I said that and he's like that makes sense he's like I get it he's like let's let's train let's do this and he he's just like so motivating I'm like I hope I'm like that when I'm 86 like coming in the gym like getting bossed around and told what to do for an hour but then noticing like hey like I actually feel better <laughs> like he'll he'll randomly admit it and be like you know those things I complain about doing when we do them like I'll have him do like a sit to stand from a box or something he'll sometimes talk his way into letting me use the tall tall box but he's like these feel really easy today I'm like you know because you're you're much higher up but I'm like I know you can do the lower one he's like yeah me too and he's like it's really helped I get up better from the dinner table <laughs> but it's, it's just like I I love nothing more than hearing that feedback that like I've actually helped make a difference in the ease of someone's daily life so yeah. I mean, the independence is right. so important. And there's, unfortunately, you know, so many people that probably have all those lists of problems that you kind of said he doesn't have because he trains, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot of people who've lost their independence and it's something, I mean, there's always these cases where it may not be reversible, but in most cases, these things are reversible where you can train, eat healthier, take care of yourself, and you can get a lot of those independent things back. Right. And that's just, right. that's the things that we just try to just, hammer home right like you know and i just feel like that shift is slowly happening where people realize they have a little more control over it than we do right because yeah exercise is still a fairly new thing when you probably talk in like hundreds or thousands of years yeah. right? it's a fairly new For thing sure. so, and we need it probably now more than ever so it's just funny to see this transition being made and i just hope that you know when we're older you know we're you know 20s 30s now you know that everyone's going to be doing something like this. And, and it's just, it's a normal part of life. And, um, you know, we've got to weight train, we've got to do cardio, we've got to do 
functional fitness. I mean, there's a thousand exactly. ways, but just move, like you said, which I love. That's obviously made to move. I do like that. Yeah. But, right. So <laughs> we uh, align that way. So, um, you know, and it, it, you know, it's just that first step and, and hopefully progressing from there and, you know, seeking help when needed, seeking help of a professional like you when, when people need it too, because right. self-motivating sometimes isn't an option. So. Oh yeah. It can be hard. Like I, my client this morning, I trained virtually. He's like, you know, I really didn't want to like come today. I was going to call you and tell you I didn't want to work out, but then I did it anyways. And I feel better. now. <laughs> and I was like, well, just jokingly with him. I was like, we've got nowhere to go. You can't really hide. You've, you've been in your house. You've, like, where are you going to go? <laughs> and I just think right now, right now, especially, I think it's so important to just like, you know, you don't have to do something super complicated or the hardest workout you ever done because I know people's accessibility to equipment and gyms right now is very limited and um you know your body weight is so powerful and I've been stressing that to a lot of clients I'm like literally just please move go for a walk I don't like walk up and down your stairs a couple of times stretch just do something because it's so important as we're now like in this really weird time, um, granted things are opening up a little bit, but it's like we're still in this really strange, you know, we're kind of being like um, locked like in a box for <laughs> like a lack of better wording. It's like, it's so important to not just be like, well, I have nothing else to do. I may as well just like lay on the couch or you know, just, hang out and do really nothing all day. Like I know I've woken up and had some days where I'm like, this sucks. Mm -hmm. And just going on like a short 10 minute walk or something, it at least lifts my mood a little bit. And I think that's something we said for just getting outside, moving your body. Those are two really powerful things that everybody to some extent has the ability to do. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like, and I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't know the, you know, a global census on this, but like, mm -hmm. I feel like more people because they're forced to stay at home and because they can't fill their day with, uh, you know, baristas and all these other things, right. <laughs> they, they have yeah. to go for a walk, right? Like everybody's going for a walk. I mean, you see kind of the yeah. there, right. And so you just hope they're like, Oh man, they make this connection of like, Oh, I went for a walk. I feel better. And that can be hopefully this bridge of, Oh, or maybe I should move more you know, and I can start because most people do need to just start with walking. If you're just starting like, yeah, just go walk 10, 20 minutes a day do exactly. that for two months and then call me, you know what I mean? And then we can start uh -huh. to talk about seriously training. So I just, I hope that is what's going to happen and hope that's some silver linings for a lot of people who are, who are doing this, you know, who are in this pandemic. Cause yeah, no, I agree. I think just going like before some of the parks closed, uh, you know, like a couple, like, I guess two months ago when all of this began, I would train a couple of people in the park and I would just be amazed of how many people were outside just, right. you know, going on a walk, enjoying the sunshine. And I'm like, I don't think I've ever seen this many people like outside, like in the park doing just some sort of physical activity or walking downtown. Like, geez, there are a lot of people like riding their bikes or going on runs. I'm like, that's so cool to see just so much activity that we normally don't or just I haven't noticed because even myself like I have never gone on so many walks in my life <laughs> so far so I'm like it's it's so nice I I get a little stir crazy not being like running place to place or being at the gym all day training clients and it's just awesome to be able to go outside and I'm like I always joke I'm like I wonder how many miles I've walked during this like social isolation period that'd be a pretty cool little experiment to look at yeah no that's uh it's probably doing it too more for mental health than than i mean physical health oh, obviously absolutely too, right? but like yeah just getting outside um and enjoying the sunshine and yeah uh, listening to some of that stuff which is which is just important too those two obviously you know that kind of feed feed into each other right so oh like, for sure for healthier, sure more independent you know i'm going to be more active i'm going to be more social which only helps um, keep your kind of mind agile and things like that. So Absolutely. yeah, we'll see. I agree. Hopefully that's the, that's another big silver lining for a lot of people that they just like, Oh, I can move and they don't fall back into some of those old habits. Hopefully the fitness yeah. continues to boom after all this, because 
it's, it's needed, right? The accountability, I think, is still what most people typically struggle with, right? Like they're forced oh, to do yeah. it now. And as soon as they go back to their lives, they're not going to have anybody saying, hey, you know, they don't, they're not have a Zoom call set up with somebody where they're like, I could easily cancel this, but I'm going to feel bad. So I don't. Right. right? That's powerful, especially for starting out. Like the accountability, I think, is, is huge. Oh, yeah, it's, it's huge. And I like even myself, like it's so much easier to go exercise if you're meeting a friend or if you've told someone that you're going to do it, because when they follow up and you know they will the one time that you decided to not exercise, then you have to say, well, I did this instead. And I just think that that accountability is so huge. And I think it could go both ways. Like I know, at least at our gym, so many people are like, chopping at the bit, like so excited to get back in and get back in the routine. And it's just like, then that, I get, I'm throwing numbers out there. Maybe like the other half of people, for example, be like, well, now just back to my normal routine. And I hope that's not the case because it's like, I've seen so many people be really active and I just hope everybody notices how like powerful uh, being able to exercise is and I mean I'm happy like at least in Charleston like South Carolina as a whole we're like opening some of our beaches and some of our parks for the like for people who are going to exercise and I just think that's cool that they're putting such an emphasis on okay go to the beach like not to go lay out all day but like the beach is open to exercise (laughs) which it's it's kind of fascinating that that's on the forefront what do you think? Yeah, no, I completely agree. I mean, what's the, one of the best things you can do you hear all the time for like your immune system and to stay healthy. It's definitely not staying your, like we're stopping the spread. I get that. But like, yeah, we've got to go walk. We've got to exercise. We've got to get sunlight. That's mm-hmm. the best thing for your health overall and your immune system. So we should be able to, you know, within limits, whatever CDC guidelines, I'm not, you know, uh, disease expert, but the more we can do that, I think I think the better. So I just love that we're promoting it. I mean, it seems wrong. I agree. Same page, yeah, know, same page. So tell me a little bit about to focus a little more on like what you're doing. Like, what does a typical kind of session look like? If somebody's kind of coming in, you know, they're a super senior, active older adult, right? And yeah. Then, um, you know, they want to start training. What does a typical session look like? So for like a typical session, so I. I think I always start every session by being like, how do you feel today? And my clients know, like, I'm going to ask you that a lot because I want to, I want you to check in with me. I want you to tell me like, you know, I've had a really horrible day or like, you know, I feel great today. Like nothing hurts. I want to know that because that kind of dictates, definitely dictates where the session is going to go that day. Like I tell them like, if this hurts, we'll do this instead. Or if you feel really good about this, hey, let's make it a little more challenging for you. So you're still, uh, you know, just making those slow little steps of progress. And then, you know, just after finding out what I'm working with that day, always some type of warm up, whether it's like, you know, right now, some of my clients were just walking a little bit, um, just like walking around or something to get their like heart rate up just a bit so that they feel ready. I don't ever think you should just jump right into something. You need to prime your body a little bit and just like prepare, not just your body, but your mind too. And then from there, it's usually for my quote, super seniors. I like that saying. Um, It's something like your like basic movements of your body. So like, for example, some variation of a squat whether that's like sitting down to a chair and standing back up um, or like a full depth body weight squat, for example. Right now we're doing a lot of body weight stuff. Um, Some of my clients, they've got like, you know, gallon bottles. So that makes a good weight and just something like a big movement. So always like starting big and then kind of like tapering down depending on what their goals are. And something that I work on specifically with this population is balance. So I've heard way too many times like, hey, I feel unsteady when I'm walking and I'm afraid I'm going to fall. And I can only imagine like that's terrifying, must be terrifying. So just 
working on just some balance exercises. Like, for example, I'm a fan of like having clients do like tandem walking, so like essentially heel to toe walking. And that's something that they're like, wow, that was much harder than I thought it would be. I'm like, right? Like, it's challenging. They're like, I feel like you're having me do like a drunk test. <laughs> Right. and it's just like then it kind of becomes fun for them too because they're like okay like I get it when then when they slowly start becoming a little more proficient at that and they feel comfortable for you know maybe transitioning to something where they're involving balancing on one leg and say like holding on to something to always have that feeling of safety I think that's huge working with this uh group because you know you you what's a good way of phrasing it? It's like, it's not just like how to make something super difficult for them. You need to build that sense of like security and confidence and just making them feel safe, which sounds almost kind of, you know, like silly saying that, but it's like, they're not going to do something unless they feel comfortable doing it, which should be obvious, but they're, they're very special in the way that they're like I think they can be a little stubborn which is like not a negative thing but they need to be convinced and it's like kind of like prove it to me like I I want they want whatever exercises you're doing with them to work and I love the same way doing this right exactly and I love telling them that and they're like that makes sense and then they do it and it's like perfect and it's like I'm the same way it's like prove it to me I'm not going to do something unless I like know why I'm doing it and so I think just overall in like the session it's like kind of dictates itself depending on what they're feeling that day but then it's like it's always like the warm-up big movement something special to work on whether it's balance or stretching flexibility um and just everybody's different like that's something I always stress it's like you can't take the same thing and do it with somebody else and have it work the same exact way and there's always room for flexibility and I've got this one client he always makes fun of me because I have this little black notebook that I carry with me and I'm like this has all the answers in it and it's just all my client programming that I write out because I can't get behind apps or Excel. It confuses me and <laughs> I like writing it down because then I can scratch something out or make little notes while we're doing the session. And I'm like, all right, we're doing this today. He's like, is it in the book? I was <laughs> like, of course it's in the book. The book's got everything. So yeah, <laughs> it's like every session's a little different, but I, I try to touch on certain things in each one. Yeah. That's cool. That makes, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, you got to think with most things, let's just take a sports specific athlete, right? You're preparing that athlete for the sport, right? You do things like a soccer player is going to do a lot of cutting, a lot of single leg stuff, a lot of quick sprint type stuff. You're going to prepare the athlete as well as just train them in general. And when you look at it at a uh, aging population, it's really no different. You're kind of trying to prepare them for the things that they're going to encounter in the world. They're going to encounter curves. They're going to have to change directions. They need to have their balance. They're going to have to get through tight spaces and they're going to have to handle walk. Yeah. So you're really just doing all these different exercises of preparing them for all the things that can happen out in the world so they can feel as safe as possible because we see it so much in rehab. It's like we get somebody that had a hip replacement or something or a knee replacement and they're like, well, why am I doing this? Well, it's like, well, you're going to, you know, why am I going to stepping up to something that's 12 inches? Like my stairs and I goes, well, at some <laughs> point you may have to get up in a big truck or you have to get up in a van. So like, I'm trying to prepare you for all these different things that you encounter in my environment. And it's typically a confidence thing. It's like, you know, you don't want them the first time they encounter a 12 inch step. You don't want that to happen out in the real world. You want them to say, dude, I do this all the time in my training. I can go up here. No, exactly. Problem. Right. And yeah. so it's such a cool way to, to look at um, training somebody. Um, and again, it's, it's, I'm going to say it's easier, but it's very focused and it's just like, cool. I, I know exactly what we're doing kind of day to day. Um, you know, and it got a specific goal, a specific why, and just, uh, you know, um, yeah, it's awesome to see. Yeah. It's, I think it's a lot of, you know, just those like real life applications, like, you, you know, I think a good, um, just like easy one to think about is like, in an exercise setting doing like some sort of step up exercise like 
you're going to probably encounter stairs in your life at some point or curb or having to just raise your elevation by stepping up. And I think that's such an important one. And I think that's one that I've had probably every single one of my clients, like whether they're over 65 or, you know, just in a different age group, they've done it because it's like there's a direct um, application to something that they're going to encounter in their every day. And I think another one just similar to that while like we're on this topic is like reaching overhead. It's, you know, what if you're grabbing like a cup or a plate from like a high cabinet? You one want to be able to reach it and not have to like get a stool and stand on it and then you risk falling off. Um, just being able to have the flexibility to reach up above your head and have the strength like in your shoulders and be able to like grab something from there. And I just think a lot of the, a lot of exercises are just things that you do in your daily life without you even realizing, which I think is the cool part. Then when you explain it, explain the why, they're like, huh, I never thought about it like that, but that makes sense. No wonder this is easier now. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's the true definition of kind of functional fitness, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Literally, I'm doing things to help me function in the room. Yeah, so. I'm literally doing things to make my life easier and make me stronger. Cool. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's fantastic. So uh, last question, and we'll kind of start wrapping up. I know we're going yeah. to time here. But, um, the, how are you adjusting kind of the pandemic? We talked a little bit before this, but like, it looks like a lot of your clients aren't, aren't skipping a beat. They're still sticking with it. Like, what kind of stuff are you doing? So for some of my clients, um, admittedly, I'm still seeing them in person because, I mean, that's just part of adjusting. Sure. You know, first it was parks, um, then the parks closed, and then it was like, well, let's go. One client, we, he and I um, would just walk around downtown. I'm like, we're exercising, we're staying moving. I don't see anything wrong with this. And then we transitioned to kind of doing things in clients like front yards, backyards, carports, and just kind of adjusting and thankfully um we were able to get a little bit of equipment from the gym nothing wild like not hauling around a squat rack in my car or something huge but come on why not i know right like just strap it to the roof (laughs) but um i've been working a lot with just like kettlebells and just like doing something that i normally wouldn't i'm normally a very big like barbell person with my clients and i think they're the ones who I have trained with barbells, they're more comfortable with that than say like a kettlebell. So like, what do I do with this? <laughs> and um, I have a lot of kettlebells in my back seat right now and it makes stopping quickly very hard in the car, but that's a piece of equipment that I've been really thankful to have. And it forces my creativity as well, um, as well as like keeping my clients engaged. And um, one client, like she's, think like 40 and her she loves barbells loves lifting heavy and she's like I hate this (laughs) and I'm like I'm I'm sorry like I get it but this is as good as we've got right now so it challenges them I think in a good way to just you know keep keep showing up realize that you can do more than you normally do in the gym and it just kind of expands everybody's horizons. And I think I've been stressing to all my clients who've been training right now to just like, just keep showing up. We're not trying to make any crazy progress right now. We're trying to just maintain the habit that you've built, realize how good just a little movement feels and just like just sticking with it. And yeah. And they're like, oh, I feel, I feel great now. So we've seen that a lot too, because there's a lot of people training really hard kind of year round and it's like, they're having mm-hmm. to take a break. And I think they're going to be surprised when they come back that like, they didn't lose a lot of their gains, right? Like yes, muscle mass exactly. just go away. Like you lose the feeling, like everybody seems, you know, if you get used to heavy lifting, you kind of get addicted to that feeling of just squatting mm-hmm. something heavy and feeling accomplished and the way your muscles feel afterwards and even for the next few days. So, you know, but the reality is from a purely physiological perspective, you're not going to lose a lot of that muscle. You're not like, there'll be a little learning curve when you come back, but like most of that stuff will be, you know, even six or eight weeks, even more, like you're going to be able to recoup a lot of those gains quickly, which I think is also important for a lot of people to kind of realize yeah. that we need to train, you know, at 1000% 
100% of the time. Like it's, it's okay right. to kind of let my body recoup a little bit, you know, which, which I think is so cool. I'd love to just talk about that, like of how you're doing this kind of heavy lifting with the older population, which a lot of people are scared of, right? They think, you know, we know this, but a lot of people don't like, you know, lifting heavy is not inherently injurious. It's not going to injure you. No. It's going to the exact opposite effect, you know, as long as you do it intelligently. Um, so I just love the fact that you're getting them underneath the barbell. You're getting them comfortable with yeah. it. Yeah. You know, which and is. And like, it's, I think it's invaluable because they're like, oh, I could never do that. Like, why would I want to do that? I'm like, just try it. And they're like, oh, that wasn't that bad. Yeah. <laughs> like we, we got a safety bar um, at the gym and one of my clients who never done like a barbell back squat or anything like that and I was like well let's try the safety bar it'll be a little more comfortable for your shoulders we'll do it to a box you know I want to I know you can do it like you can right. do like a goblet squat with a dumbbell that weighs more than this bar um and then he did it and he was like oh like that's cool <laughs> and I just think those little wins of like you I think something important that not just for like older adults or any population in particular, but I think just everybody just having those little wins and just not crazy overshooting and then being like, well, darn, I failed. It's like, okay, let's add a little more and that'll keep building your confidence, keep you going. And I just think that's a really cool part of any type of training, even just my own. It's like, wow, I did a little bit more than I did last time. And then when you look over the course of the past, like, say like six months, you're like, I've improved so much. Like how cool is that? Yeah. hundred percent. Making those small gains doesn't need to be these mm -hmm. giant progression. Cause we're in this for the long term. You're not in this just for three months. You should be doing this. Exactly. For the rest of your life. And I just love it because everyone, in my opinion, as long as they're physically capable, should be lifting heavy and, and heavy can mean a lot of things for a lot of people. You know, for some people, heavy could be a 10 pound dumbbell in their squat, but you should be lifting heavy and you should be slowly, like you said, progressing that over time. Um, because, yeah. And there's nothing better to keep your independence and keep your overall health than having muscle mass. Right. And I'm not saying oh, I completely you, agree. you just need to have <laughs> the muscle mass on you because you know, that's, what's going to keep you moving. That's what's going to prevent a lot of uh, these metabolic diseases that we're dealing with, as well as a lot of the musculoskeletal diseases, you know, that's, um, you know, overtraining is a thing. So it's, it's kind of like both sides of the coin, but somewhere in the middle exactly. where most of us need to be. So um, I love that that's what you're focusing on with, with a lot of your, a lot of your clients. Super cool to see. Yeah. I love it. And cause I, like, I just think of like, you know, I've got one woman who I work with and she's big into like working in her garden and she's like, well, I can't lift over you know, like a 30 pound bag of soil or whatever. And she's been, she's like, oh, my back really hurts. I tried moving some um, big flower pots and stuff like that. And I'm just like, ooh, like I know an exercise that we can do that's going to help you do that better and not feel in pain after. And she's like, just after like 30 minutes, I just feel myself standing stronger. And um, she's like, I just feel a little more, more confident of like going in my garden, knowing that I'm not going to hurt myself because now I've built some strength in my body. And I just think that's so cool. Yeah. Um, just, yeah, just make everything a little bit easier and just feeling strong and capable. Like there's nothing like it. Right. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, seniors shouldn't deadlift. Well, it's like, well, how are you going to lift a flower pot off the ground? And exactly. It? How are you going to lift this heavy bag of mulch or, you know, topsoil or something you're guess what you're gonna have right to it. and you it's kind of so funny <laughs> train for that yeah and it's like well like I think you know I've never heard anyone say this outright but it's like well older people shouldn't lift weights they should like do something low impact like gardening it's like well guess what there's going to be heavy lifting in every activity you do and I think if you train for that then you can do all sorts of things there's no there's literally no limit to it and this on like a complete tangent from <laughs> this, but I also um, work at like a horse barn and equestrian center. And there's this, this incredible older woman and she is eight, she just turned 86 earlier this year. And she still comes out and rides her horse like two to three times a week. And you, I, when I met her, I thought she was probably 
I don't even know, like 60 years old. And she's just got like, like no signs of just like feeling not confident, like being around her horse and granted horses are huge animals, right? They're very powerful, (laughs) very strong. And she just comes out, does her thing and drives off in her little car and drives home, hanging out with her horse. And I just think that's so cool because there's really no limit on what you can do at any age if you're just like training for it. I mean, so what? You're 86 years old. Like, who cares? Like, as long as your body, you feel good and your body is managing, go for it. You know, there's really no, there's no limit. Yeah, I agree. I mean, what's the uh, the elixir, the, the fountain of youth? It's yes. <laughs> heavy lifting, people. It's it's. Yeah. I mean, healthy lifestyle and stress management. Let's you know all those things aside, but like, I feel like that can make such a big impact, especially for somebody who doesn't train on kind of a regular basis. So, yeah. Oh yeah. Super cool. Um, so, if somebody wants to find out more about you or get in touch with you, can you just kind of let you know? Say somebody wants to reach out. How? What's the easiest way for them? Yeah. To so. I'm definitely working on a legitimate website. Um, I can't say I'm the most tech savvy, but I'm not very active on one medium or another, but I think the social media I check most often is my Instagram. Um, and that's just at Sarah Plank, super easy. I'm sure there might be my name somewhere because my name is my last name is very confusing to spell, but mm-hmm. that's probably the best place to reach out to me. Cool. Cool. Well, we'll link to that in the show notes for sure. And then okay. obviously people can find you at exemplar, which is yes. one of the you know best gyms in Charleston easily. Oh so, yeah. Um, great sure. group of people there. So awesome. Well, appreciate your time. Thank you for, you know, connecting via zoom and, you know, I'm glad we got to put this together. I'm sure we'll hopefully meet in person, you know, at some point. I know, right. <laughs> at some point when we're allowed to be near other humans. (laughs) Exactly. All right. Thanks, Sarah. Yeah. Thank you, Eve. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us on the Healthy Charleston podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, we would love for you to head over to Instagram, search Healthy Charleston, one word, like, follow, comment on today's episode. If you have any questions, comments, if you have possible guests that you want us to bring on, if you have any topics you want us to discuss, reach out there, send us a direct message. We would love some feedback. Also, if you get any extra time, head over to iTunes, give us a rating. Again, put comments there. We love your feedback. Have a phenomenal day.